Hello and welcome. Yes, it's finally happening. Welcome to season four of the Legion of Renob. Just a few things to go over first. This is not always a kid-friendly show. Sometimes we say things that are nonsense, explicit, or from too deep a cut for a 13-year-old to understand. Second, this is moving to a bi-weekly podcast every other week, so we can keep up demand for our regular adult lives. Thanks to our editor Dylan for your assistance on some of these episodes. Thirdly and finally, this 5th edition D&D podcast season is a direct extension of season 3, so there may be references to that season. It should be fairly easy if you want to start from here, but just letting y'all know. Okay, and now, finally, after your long wait, the fourth season of Legion of Renob, starring Chris, Winston, Bobby, Tony, and Clark. Enjoy! Yeah, that's pretty good. I stumbled over a little bit, because it said fifth, and I was like, wait, should I correct that? And I was like, no, that's the addition of the D&D thing. Yeah, no, I, I think I made that mistake, too. Enjoy! She's in Murdar's body, so Murdar has to like wear the dress. Don't and stuff. worry, Sherry. I don't have sex with your husband for you. You can watch. He lifts up the veil with just the golden helmet. You're wondering why your fans are the fucking weirdest, Chris. Why are my fans so weird? Oh, I'm gonna have sex with your husband. Freaky Friday style. Season four of the Legion of Rap. <laughs> um, we are going right off the tails of season three and pretty much starting right where we left off. We're gonna get reintroduced to our character. If this is your first episode, don't go back to season three. No, or- go back to season three. <laughs> or not don't go back to season three. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Do it, Bobby. Do it, you Pop that drink. Woo! Okay, there we go. Um, so uh, we're gonna just do a little bit of re- reintroduction, sort of talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so missed recording with everyone in the same room. Season <laughs> four, yeah. <laughs> I can glory at Bobby from across the table. Um, so, so we're gonna get reintroduced to the characters, sort of learn how they might have progressed since season three. We're gonna jump right into our journey. Towards the city that never was Marlena. That's definitely the last level of Kingdom Hearts. That is the last time I will remember that name. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to remember that name. It's going to be mentioned a lot. The city that never was. Remembered. (laughs) It does sound like a Kingdom Hearts stage, though. Uh, We're going to go around the table to a man who hasn't been in the room forever. Tony, back from a long stint of being states away. Uh, then eating ass. Eating ass. Uh, Tony, uh, tell, us a bit, tell us a little bit about Plick Pluck. Who is Plick Pluck? Why does Plick Pluck and uh, how has Plick Pluck changed since season three started? 
Uh, well, you know your boy Plick Pluck, or at least you should if you're listening to this season. Um, his hump is still uh, thick AF. His luscious birdie lump. His luscious birdie lump. Uh, he is now two levels higher at ten. Let me see what if I can remember what I did. Highest I've level we've been in on the show so far. Picked up a new meta magic, which lets me cast things quicker, so I can cast spells that are in action as a bonus action if I really wanted to. And then I got a new cantrip, a few new spells, particularly of importance are the snazzy 5th level spells that will be <laughs> breaking reality as we know. <laughs> yes, I do love 5th level spells. We, we saw a little bit of some of Plick Pluck's new magics in uh, the Christmas special, if I remember. Yes, so I believe there was Dimension Door used. Yeah, and the club. And the club, the which... Club. Uh, it wasn't even used to full effect, but there is a pretty ni- nasty thing I can do with the club and the quicken spells. We'll see if I feel like doing that, or I could just, you know, murder people with fifth level spells. There's going to be plenty of opportunity to use them, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Alright, Kremel Melnion, Bobby. Uh, tell us, uh, and, and Kenku Rogue Source, or Kenku Sorcerer, no longer Rogue, is what Plick Pluck is. Kremel Melnion, the half-elf cleric bard. How has Cranwell progressed since the end of Season 3? Well, a little-known fact about half-elves is that each half hits puberty at a different point. (laughs) (laughs) What? So his human half has hit puberty, and because elves live a lot longer, they don't hit puberty until later. So, as of right now, he's just hitting elf puberty. (laughs) What? (laughs) Why? He's been having a lot of problems with his emotions because of it. He's been a bit erratic and a bit sensitive. Actually, this kind of started in the Hell Arc, but it's really gone into full swing. Oh god, no. It was ridiculous enough already. You were saying you're adding another layer. Cramble's uh, a bit of a smooth talker. <laughs> sure he is. He's a lover more than he's a fighter. Uh, he's now a level 9 cleric, and he does not know what that means. <laughs> And uh, he lost his patron, but the patron might have forgotten about him because when he was reaming Murdar and fired everyone, Cravel wasn't there. Uh, unjustly, I but might Luckily, he can sure. find it at patreon.com slash LegionRunUp. <laughs> Murdar. Chris plays as Murdar. That's the me! Eldritch Elven Knight who had a particularly trying personality arc at the very end of season three. You know, you think you think that snorting a dead human being is a good idea? Yeah. And, then, and then you do it, you just got that, like, walk of shame afterwards. Like, this is a bad idea. Once the high wears off. Yeah, like, now I got this fucking voice in my head and she's a bitch. <laughs> I, I also, unfortunately, for Dark Game, like, three points of dumbness because he's got Sherry in his head now. That's <laughs> not an actual stat! He wrote it on his sheet, though. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be canon. Okay, I'll make it canon for you, Chris. Dumbness. Can I get a dumbness roll? <laughs> you have six points of dumbness. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, other than that, Murdar gained a shocking amount of points in a persuasion and sleight of hand, so... Yeah, because he's got a level in rogue. He also has ten levels in fighter, so he's actually 
technically one level above everyone now that he has yes! a hanger on. Yes! <laughs> We're gonna murder so many people, Sherry! It's gonna be great! Oh, God! Get me out of here! But Chris, if, now if you remove Sherry, you get weaker. Not worth it. The Night Knight of Tarasque fame, the El- elven eldritch knight, snorted a-, a person that was turned into magic cocaine by Muffins' uh, ancient book, the Coca Magica, and it wasn't a pure variant, so he now has a voice stuck in his head, uh, which is Sherry, the half-elf, half-dwarf. Half-cocaine. Half-cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of... Drifting farther apart, they are closer than ever. Isn't that right, Sherry? No. <laughs> Finally, by the most consistent person, that we should make a little button or a t-shirt that says that. I literally showed up the most amount of times. Yes. I don't have a social life. Oh. Muffins, he quickly learned that being an artificer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wizards of the Coast, get your shit together. <laughs> He used his time to level up and focus more on being a wizard and get some more spells. (laughs) And in the dramatic season finale, his beloved robot dinosaur Spike was destroyed. However, he is reborn! (laughs) And I was looking over a list of possible animals while we were talking, and I (laughs) think it's an Allosaurus now. You got two with guns. Two more wizard levels, you got any cool spells added? Oh, with guns? Okay, Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> You're not even good enough to be my flake! <laughs> no, no, nothing cool. Just bag of beans. Oh yeah, bag of beans! He got bag of beans for being an artificer. Oh, I'm so excited. Bag of beans. So Everyone good. look forward to some bean shenanigans. <laughs> Alright, so you are all facing the edge of the desert. The fresh, loamy soil of the new Del Dofton Lagoon disappears behind you as you start heading forward. You currently have two companions along this journey as well who I want to make mention of. Oh, One of which is a captured gnome. <laughs> the raisin penguin. And there's the raisin penguin. So you have, you have a... Uh, you have a gnome that, that you guys captured uh, that was in the employ of the person that Muffins was uh, being chased by, who now stole his book. Grumble Stash Headway, Obermaster General Grumble Stash Headway, the earth bending gnomon artificer badass. I don't think he did any of those things. He totally did all of those things. Fought him, badass. He He ran ran away. Yeah. He ran away holding a book. Totally. Which is a fucking nerd bitch move. (laughs) (laughs) Nerd bitch move. Okay. Uh, That's what he's been doing the entire campaign. (laughs) Yeah, wait. Shut up, Chris. (laughs) You're the nerd bitch. (laughs) Grumble Stash Headway has stolen the magic cook, uh, uh, Coco Magica. Magic cookbook. You interrogated this gnome to learn that he's going to a wedding. The gnome you, I don't think, learned the name of, but. We never will. You, you have chained them up and you're sort of leading them through the deserts uh, along with a, a humble desert guide, a zombified penguin. <laughs> you know, I was joking when I said the raisin penguin, but then I remembered that he was raised. Yes, he, uh,. <laughs> All the blood was removed, and then Cramble made him into a zombie. 
which I think has I think he's lightweight. <laughs> it's like portable. If he dies, we'll just re-zombify him. I, uh, I look at the gnome, and I'm like, remember when we murdered your friend so good last time? And she's like, just let me go. Okay. <laughs> I tie her up in chain. I, she's got no weapons, right? We've checked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she wasn't a mage, right? No. She was a ninja. All right. Bye-bye. We're in the middle of the desert. Uh, she starts hopping, I guess, at this point. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Sorry, the new season. Get her in the dead light. Cut the threads. Um, Wait, don't we need her? Oh, yeah, right. Just <laughs> instantly pick up the chain again. Yeah, I pull the chain back very hard and she falls down, I would hope. Um, yeah. We <laughs> drag her from the back of the caravan. Not to get your hopes up, but I forgot we need you for a guide. <laughs> I do usually, want... usually we have a giant stick that shows where to go. And then, like, someone that takes credit for apparently knowing but we have a stick instead. We're using the penguin for the guide. <laughs> I do want to make mention that your... Uh... Or is he? He, uh... he he's not going to be useful as a guide. <laughs> <laughs> he is unzombified listening to Kremel's orders Which for the like, next look what side like moss grows on him. <laughs> <laughs> You're dragging her along. I also want to make mention that you guys do not have a caravan train. Your caravan was at Del Dofton and was promptly destroyed when the city fell, uh, and you walked off without it. So who did it fall to? You guys. Remember? Caused nature to return, and it, Del Dofton was sitting yeah. in the middle of a look. Kind of regretting that now that uh, Melora was such a fucking bitch about that. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. They were pretty happy about it. They weren't. Uh, they went all surfs up on it. Yeah, <laughs> they they went surfs up on it. The movie with the penguins who surf. <laughs> <laughs> no longer happy feet. Now they're surfs up. Yeah. You see in front of you the vast expanse of the desert of Dowd, which becomes ever more grand with every step. After an hour's journey or so, two things happen. Uh, the first thing is... Hold on. <laughs> uh, the Raisin Man uh, disintegrates. <laughs> no! no! I never got to ask him if he had any last wishes! <laughs> Chris, you should inhale him. <laughs> I can only go like so many uh, voices I've had. <laughs> Just imagine if you do that enough times. Just everyone talking at once. You what just can't understand one of the voices in your head. <laughs> so, Mernar, as you as you step forward onto the dunes, dragging behind this gnome across the sand, who's trying to stand constantly, just falling over, and eventually resigned herself to just being dragged along. Uh, you got a lazy fuck over there. He's laying down, the rest of us are walking our asses off. You tie up her legs. <laughs> Lazy fuck while we're dragging you along like dead weight. It's not right, Sherry. First, That's what I thought. Sherry agrees you're being lazy. Second, Murdar, you're, before you take another step, you stop mid-motion to where the desert uh, goes from this sort of comfortable-looking dune and the expanse stretches outward from you. It slopes downward this this dune of sort of loose sand into what looks like a massive flat plain of cracked red dirt. It's not comfortable sand to walk on. And you can see the heat rising 
from this patch of earth. Oh yes, the fire rises. <laughs> Damn it. As you get closer to this sort of flat plane, you can feel the sweat off your body evaporate. That's how hot it is. It is nothing like the desert you've been in before. Uh, this this expanse of desert is brutal. But it's the area that you're going to have to walk to through to get to your next destination. Uh, as Sherry so bleakly puts it uh, in her Alright, Sherry, what's this? <laughs> I just said all of those things. I wasn't paying attention. You're... <laughs> You have no choice! <laughs> no, it's like, you know, like, you know, that nagging thought in the back of your head, and you're just like, nah, I'm not gonna think about it. I was speaking with your goddamn mouth! That's not true. The mechanics of this part of the journey are gonna be a little different. I'm gonna open up the curtain, let you know how we're gonna be treating this next short part of the adventure before we get to the Grand City. The city of the Demi-Lich. Yes. <laughs> Each member of the party will consume one gallon of water per leg of the trip. There is currently uh, two legs of the trip you can choose to make there be three legs and potentially get there faster. But if you do so, you run the risk of uh, getting a point of exhaustion. If you don't drink a gallon of water during that part of the trip, you instantly will gain a point of exhaustion regardless. Alright, Crumble, this is when that uh, nice spell works out real well. Uh, I'm sorry, you will gain a point of exhaustion if you've gone two legs without any water. Uh, in the first leg, you can roll a con save to avoid it. This is sort of, Sherry's putting this in less mechanical terms okay. as you guys start walking forward. Um, beasts of burden at this part of the desert, uh, called the Trudge, the Expanse, or the Death by locals in the desert. Um, Sounds like a friendly locale. Yes. <laughs> the sand. Yes. The uh, really hot sand place. Uh, beasts of burden. <laughs> the land beach. Like, if you had brought your weird horse raptors, um, they would have not lasted a leg of this because they require, in most cases, too much water to actually be able to stick, uh, move outwards. You hear that, guys? We're better than horses. Yeah, high fives all around. Uh, if you're wearing metal armor, you acquire two gallons of water. So yes, that's me. Muffins, Murdar, not Plick Pluck, I think. Cramwell, are you wearing I'm metal? just wearing yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just wearing normal cleric clothes. No, I'm wearing satanic cult cake cleric clothes. <laughs> well, not satanic, but... Demi Satan! Demi-lich-tanic. The most important thing, nights here do not count as long rests. The desert during nightfall is still desperately hot at this part of the desert and uncomfortable. Unless proper accommodation is found, you will not gain the benefit of a short rest with some specific clarifications. You will be able to spend hit dice normally during your long rest. You can shake off a single point of exhaustion, and you can gain a... Uh, one spell slot of first, second, or third level. Or rather, two first levels, one second level, and one third level. Why can we gain spell points? You gain a spell slot back. Instead of the normal long rest rules, during this, unless you can make proper uh, yeah. accommodation. This is some Tony Stash hard mode. Yes, the, the first part of this is, is kind of brutal. Clark, we're not very good at this game. Yeah, I know, I'm why, so excited to kill off the characters. But it just started. <laughs> um, it's been so hard lately. <laughs> there is 
no long-range teleportation while inside the desert. Far-range teleportation like Misty Step, Dimension Door is fine. There are two different counters. One during the dawn, one during the dusk. If you decide to move forward during the night, there will be a third encounter, which is special, uh, has a chance of being very good or very bad. If you decide to move forward during nightfall. Feels like some Arabian Nights shit. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's kind of what I intended to do the entire third season, but we did it a little differently. So we just condense all that. Yes, exactly. It's not like we switched between DMs and made things kind of confusing. <laughs> the Dawn encounters are things that you wrote. You guys. Crazy. You, the listeners. No. <laughs> Everyone in this room except Tyler. Mordar spontaneously explodes into gold coins with Pluck Pluck's name on. <laughs> money, 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 money. The dusk encounters are things that I wrote, uh, and the night encounters I also wrote. The only difference of the, the dawn encounters is our friend from the good comedy boys, Matt, creates some uh, uh, other ones. You guys... Proceed forward. How are we dealing with the water situation at first? Cramble makes water. Do we have water on hand? You currently, each of you have a single flask uh, from your adventures packs or your dungeoneering pack, which includes one gallon of water. So that will will take care of you for the first leg of this trip. Okay. Uh, but then uh, you're going to have to rely on Cramwell's spells, uh, Muffin's alchemy jug, or creative solutions to modern day problems. I mean, just, just the blood of Earth. <laughs> yes, just dig. I look at the gnome and I'm like, you know, uh, humans are 95% water. I wonder how much gnomes are. <laughs> God. Here's I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Here's the first thing about sales, young gnome. You don't want to sell yourself short. Go up to Murdar and tell him how much you're worth. <laughs> what? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to get this gnome to want to be my protege by giving her valuable life lessons. <laughs> I don't think... Uh... I think drinking blood makes you only thirstier, so please stay away from me. What? What way to find out? <laughs> no, 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 Miss Gnome, you're only making your blood sound worthless. <laughs> it is. Please. I mean, we do have an alchemist. You could probably just centrifuge that right out of you. <laughs> yeah, I can turn blood into gold. And then gold into water. <laughs> we used to have a party member, uh, and she needed to prove her self-worth and she tried and tried over and over again and you know how much he he respected her they're now one so (laughs) (laughs) yeah you want to get inside of this guy's head and uh muffins takes a big drink from his giant three-foot jug of water that he just (laughs) conjured up using his minor conjuration Oh yeah, I went to uh, the school of conjuration during between seasons and uh minor conjuration the online college. <laughs> online school. Yeah. University of Phoenix. Um minor conjuration lets me summon an inanimate object that is no larger than three feet and weighs no more than ten pounds. So I just well, have a giant it. thing of water and I can it's per action, not per day, so we're good. You should have conjured up a mini shrine. Brought nature to this death sentence. <laughs> uh, okay, so that solves some of your water problems. The question is, uh, you all take a big swig during the first uh, 
uh, like your journey. Are you giving any to your prisoner? Yeah, I'll give her my water. So you're gonna, you, you used your water. Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that constitution roll. Okay. And then, uh, I'm gonna conjure up water next round. Okay. Weren't you trying to convert this gnome to, like, your assistant or something at one point? Yeah, you gotta give to get. Are you still doing that, or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't wanna, to like, get. straight murder her if you're trying to do something like <laughs> sure, that. Sure, well, um... But if we need to kill her in the middle of the desert, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> and drink her water? Drink her, drink her that's body water. That works. Yep, that's, uh, that's um, roll me two dices, one of which is a persuasion, one of which is a concept. I got a fourteen persuasion and nineteen constitution. All right, you passed your constitution, but I will want to say, just flavorfully wise, it sucks going without water this long. It is not a good feeling. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'll just make more water. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's rationing. Let someone broken. Let's start with Tony. Tony, why don't you go ahead and do me a huge solid and mm-hmm. roll me a d10? Uh, that's a ten. Okay. The deadly one. The deadly <laughs> one. You say. Uh, upon the first part of your journey, you begin uh, trudging through. It's not a comfortable experience, to be sure, but it's something that you feel like you can manage so far. As you move forward, uh, what's the marching order? Well, Murdar is first. I'm usually first. So Murdar with towing the prisoner. I guess. So prisoner second. <laughs> Can you walk by yourself or do I need to pull you along? Untie my legs? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Hand walk, please. <laughs> Can you crawl? Untie my arms? Do the worm. Ooh, both those. I want one arm and one leg. <laughs> no! <laughs> Yeah, alright, you can hop. Hop next to I just let go of the chain. <laughs> she falls? Yeah. I mean, she can, like, stand, but, like, she's moving at, like, five feet every time you're moving 30. Right, I go, uh, uh, I'll untie her legs, keep okay. her arms tied up, real okay. nice, but I'm gonna leave a trail of chain, so mm-hmm. if she tries to run, I can just, like, yank that bad boy back. Okay. Uh, so, Murdar, you're first in the order. Prisoner is last? Is that what we're doing now? I think she should be in the middle somewhere. Okay. So Murdar? Actually, I have a better idea. What? Prisoner's going first, Murdar's second. I play my trap card. Alright, you're the leader of this party now, Prisoner Face. So. Yeah, what, what is your name, Prisoner? Uh, I, I, I can't tell you it's a secret. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you, Itza. Uh, we'll call you. East? We'll call you Itza. <laughs> um, so this this uh, little gnome is now first in the order <laughs> with her arms tied up. Yeah. I hope you're doing uh, well up there, assistant. Without any really weapons, no, not anything. With not that many hit points. <laughs> Who's second? Wait, I'll be second. <laughs> Okay, third. Uh, muffins riding on his dinosaur. <laughs> like the crush zone in an automobile. I'll be fourth. And Flick Flick's last. Uh, what's your passive perception? Uh, 14. 14. 14. 14. Muffins, I think you're good. Well, or actually, it's 15, sorry. Okay, uh, Flick Flick and Cramwell. Uh, you two 
stop in your tracks and shout out something as Murdar, this gnome, and the Allosaurus <laughs> are going to have to roll dexterity saving throws. Why? <laughs> hey, I think I see something. I don't know what it is. It looks like there's foot ahead. You see this? You guys, all right? <laughs> you see a very small sort of looks like a like a little like a crescent sticking out of the ground. And as soon as you notice it, it's one of those ground crescents. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Yuga Clan. It's the it's the Yuga Clan. The dinosaur got a sixteen. Okay. Oh boy, I'm gonna use my power to re-roll. Okay. Chris, Chris got 16. a new power. It lets him re-roll. Sixteen. Only once right, per long 16. rest. Sixteen. Um. Here is what happens to our gnome. Did <laughs> <laughs> she roll? She rolled a three, which was um, some ninja. <laughs> you all are able to jump backwards. She is not so lucky as the well, ground that. you're currently standing sinks very suddenly into the uh, <laughs> downwards, and this small crescent uh, opens up into a much larger pair of pincers as oh. a big old sand swirly sand pit is created where you're currently standing. Muffins and Murdar, you are sitting standing right near the outskirts um, as what looks to be a large insect creature um, antlion. How are you doing there, Insa? Begins <laughs> to Yeah, how is that chain? Is uh, it out of the mouth? Uh, the the chain. I'm assuming you're still holding it. Yeah. Uh, she is crawling. <laughs> pretty much in the maws of the beast right now. <laughs> is this the pit of cartoon? It's the pit of cartoons. I got a I got a shocking twenty two. I got a twenty four. Okay. I got a roll. I got a rock. Uh, that's gonna be an, uh, 18. I got a 10, and Spike 2.0 got a 13. Flick Flick. Yes. You're standing at the outskirts of the sand pit, um, as you feel the sand at your feet actually begin to suck itself inwards, um, as the, the sort of cracked earth actually begins to swirl around to the center of this pit, ever expanding. However, you're currently not being moved. What are you doing? I am using my boots of levitation for the first time in a long time. <laughs> uh, so I believe that takes my action, uh, and I can raise vertically up to 20 feet and be suspended there for the duration, which is up to 10 minutes. <laughs> so, uh, it's just yeah, we're going to probably go like the full 20 just in case. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Alright, so you're currently sitting 20 feet in the air. Um, this, I will say, Antlion is currently sitting uh, 30 feet um, uh, below sea level, so you're currently 50 feet away from it, plus roughly 10 feet distance-wise, so okay. 60 feet in, in total. Uh, you're currently floating. What do you do? Uh, is it within, like, 60 feet of me? Yes. This is probably not gonna be a great uh, spell against an ant line, but since I already used, oh no, I already used my action. You know what? I will just check. I'll go ahead and use my quicken spell to cast uh, acid splash 
Probably not a good damage type against this, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Worth chat. Uh, dexterity save, actually, from the ant line. That's actually pretty good. Uh, that's going to be a 19. Yeah, that probably passes my spell yeah, savings. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that's I just six fizzles. I think you went up from a 17 to an 18. <laughs> so you were shooting your acid splash at this thing, and you do notice that even though it missed, um, a little bit gets on it, but it seems completely unfazed. Yeah, probably not the damage type that I want. Murdar! Yes. You're next in the order. So, uh, your prisoner has not yet been chomped out <laughs> by this thing yet. Yeah. <laughs> if you, the Adline would probably avoid attacking you if it had this, this as a target. But you can tell that this thing's massive mobs are going to make quick work of your prisoner. So what am I looking at? Like a sarlacc pit kind of deal? Kind right of now? like, yeah, yeah. Um, instead of like the sort of tentacly sort of sarlacc pit, it's more so... A giant set of mandibles sticking out of the ground, oh, uh, like like two big, you know, those beetle pincer type deals. Beetle boards, yeah. Yeah, beetle boards. Is, there, is she in the fucking mouth? Or She's no? like right there. <laughs> Obviously, this is thing. Is she getting eaten? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now that she will Probably be eaten. Yeah. Next round. Yeah. Next time yeah. this thing has has a moment to snap at her, it will snap at her. Nope. So you can avoid getting hurt yourself. I am. Well, Chris, hold on. If I may say, uh, you know, I can like conjure stuff. Right. Gnomes are smaller than three feet, so I'll just like snap my fingers. Someone got a new gnome prisoner. posing. posing gnome. Just so you know, I can't actually do that. On the other hand, gnomes are pretty light. You could actually whip her up and use her as a flail. There's your moral conundrum. Where's that chain that I'm near? <laughs> it's a, you're still holding on. Do I kill her or do I let her die? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so can I use a movement to? Hold? It will be an action. Will be an action to yank the chain. It absolutely will. I so have. So you right. can you could save her. Where am I standing right now? Um, you're current. So you, the, you're in, in relation to my party. You're currently sitting at the pit. Uh, at the top of the pit. Uh, Spike is directly behind you with muffins on top. You're currently standing maybe 10 feet well, inside the Where's Cramwell? is outside the pit. Uh, so Muffin in the pit with me, right? Yes. I go, Tag, you're it! And I toss the chain to Muffin so you can make the moral decision. There <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we go. Come on, I told you this would happen. Yep. And then I uh, go to attack the Sarlacc pit. Uh, okay. With a... Um, can I hit it with my axe, or is that like... Uh, it's it's within range, but it is difficult terrain. So it's actually, um, not only is it sucking you inward, uh, but it's also, uh, it's, you're moving at half your speed while you're inside of this sucking sand. So, mm. consider those options. Mm. Can I get out of the pit? Is that possible? Yeah. Yes, um, you can get out of the pit, but the pit is constantly getting bigger from where you're currently. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna you move really... to get. I'm gonna move to get out of the pit, and then I cast Witch Bolt. I got a 19. Is that it? Yeah, a 19 does it. And one d12. Long big money. Four. Four damage. All right. All right. A beam of crackling blue energy lances toward the creature, forming a stained arc. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's just four damage with arcing. Yes, it uh, it arcs back at your arcing damage of arcing. 
Um, and now, um, thank yeah. God moral decisions are yeah. for Chris's hands because it's now the antlines. Yes, it is. <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> I guarantee it. And you made your choice. It's in Muffin's hands now. No, it's uh, not. It's, it's not. I think a severed end of a chain is about to be in my hands. <laughs> It is rolling at advantage, though. It didn't just critically fail. Well, why? Because it's creatures. God damn it! This this gnome's AC is so stupidly low right now. It's rolling at advantage against a prone character. It rolled a one on the first attack and a two. Oh well, fuck you! It gets double advantage. Okay. No. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> the decision. Song. Oh, God. You are the worst. Uh, it is now. Sorry, did you see how I did that? You are a terrible <laughs> an example of humanity, what? Elvin Kind. What am I? Like, I've read fables, uh, and the antagonists of that have been better than you. What? Well, first of all, that's some nerd shit. You need, little, you need to go do some acting things outside. Like fight giant beetleborg. Second of all... Last time I did that, I got turned into dust and put in an old bigot's hand, so... Sounds like a good resolution. But anyway, if I would have pulled her, who knows? Maybe she would have died. I don't know. Got a concussion, perhaps. We don't know. Mm-hmm. All we know is that I made the right choice. All the sweet little lies we tell ourselves, huh? <laughs> Crabble, it's your turn. <laughs> Assistant, I'm coming to save you! <laughs> As I swan dive down into the hole. Make <laughs> uh, athletics, I guess, if you're just jumping. <laughs> Maybe you slide down my belly down the sinkhole. Difficult in. terrain. Yeah. So if you're trying to forego the difficult terrain, then. Uh, that's gonna be. You said athletics? Uh huh. That's gonna be a hot five. <laughs> You should be doing acrobatics instead. <laughs> it wouldn't matter that no. much, would it? It's 11. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you still fail, fuck you. Yeah, uh, yeah so he's gonna die down a pit I'm instead dead. of using the album And you, you jump dir- uh, directly in this like center. You're next to your assistant now. <laughs> in the front of this massive beast with these mandibles, which yeah. are crushing downwards. We can take him. You're stronger than you've ever been. (laughs) That's not true. My arms are tied up. (laughs) And this makes your legs stronger. Yeah, I think that's true. It's like you're blind, you're hearing it way better. Yeah, I'm scared. Can I use my uh, bonus action to have my sunblade cut through the chains in the the scorching hot heat? You can use your regular action. (laughs) Okay, I'll use my regular action. And then I'm gonna try to climb up back a couple feet, knowing that I can't do anything else. <laughs> okay, Crumble's taking the opportunity attack. Yes. What's up? <laughs> you're taking opportunity attack. You said you were face to face with this creature. Okay, I'm taking opportunity attack. You have to beg me so well. All right, roll me a strength save. That's gonna be a solid eleven. Grandma, you take uh, five damage. Oh, that's it. And you are now grappled. 
Alright guys, I'll take him. <laughs> this creature's massive maws are now wrapped around Not you. you. Yeah. Uh, That's it? Oh god. Uh, Just massive maws? What about his hands? <laughs> he doesn't have hands. Well, you know, how's he gonna like... How's he gonna box me then? He's <laughs> not going to. He's gonna eat you. It's my turn. He can't um, eat me if I challenge him to a boxing what match. Is he you know, is boxing or boxing? <laughs> Ask Mike Tyson. <laughs> God knows he's trying it. Spike opens his mouth and reveals the blister that Muffins installed in it. I got a 16 to hit. 16 to hit? Mm-hmm. 16 hits. What my damage? That is 15 piercing damage. Oh, that's pretty good. And then, uh, he's going to run away. Get the hell out of that pit. Okay, so you're at the outskirts of the pit. The pit is constantly growing. Uh, Muffins, it's now your turn. You're on top of Spike. What you guys don't know is Muffins still sucks. (laughs) 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 Oh, I throw a ray of frost. It likes the heat. Let's see if it likes the cold. (laughs) Where's your one-liner? That was it. Why don't you just just chill out? (laughs) (laughs) Ray of frost. Uh, yeah, that hits. Roll me some chill damage. Bruh. 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 Muffins did six damage and speed is reduced by ten feet until the start of my next turn. It's poor stationary self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have attacked the hole. That's my trap, Cramwell. Uh, Cramwell. <laughs> you feel, uh, to uh, a set of small hands oh, grab onto your leg. Oh, um, yeah. It's a pulls you from the mouth of oh, this wow. creature. So you are you are no longer being grappled. There you go. <laughs> uh, Woo! Spring break! <laughs> Flick Flock, it's your turn again. Alright. Top of the round order. What are you going to I am doing the other ability I never do because I don't like to use it. I'm summoning the hounds. Uh, well, too bad. The antlion actually has a pokeball, which is gonna slap a snap up that hound real good. Real good. Well, I summon it right adjacent to him so he can get a good bite. <laughs> uh, it says to roll it in the initiative order, so I'm gonna do that. Sure. Uh, it rolled a 15, so add dire wolf, or shadow hound, or whatever you want here. What do you name it? Uh, it says shadow hound. What do you name it? Shadow Hound, nameless <laughs> Shadow Soul from the Ether 3. <laughs> well, you know, number two's still around somewhere. <laughs> okay, Flick Flick, was that your turn? Uh, that was my bonus action. As my turn, I'm gonna cast Lightning Bolt. Zarp. <laughs> or actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, dexterity save at disadvantage because he's next to my Shadow Hound. What the? Cheating! Uh, okay, that's gonna be 16. I think that fails, actually. It's gonna fail. These rolls are getting big, guys. It's a lot of ones. A oh, lot of ones. That is common. 11 damage. <laughs> oh, wait, no, 86, sorry. Yeah. 17 damage. That's better. Murdar, it's your turn. Yes. <laughs> where, where is, uh, where is the fucking... Where's the fucking... What's the name? Where's the own face? It's, a uh, uh, pulled the Cramwell... Now that she's been freed from her bindings, he's pulled Cranwell from the mouth of the antlion. So did Muffins save her? 
Uh, muffins did not. I didn't no. have the chance to. Yeah, because I Muffins wouldn't have if he could have. <laughs> he wouldn't have. It takes a man with real guts. <laughs> real guts. What happened was it fa- it failed its attack against the like prone it's uh, in the pit, which is so much frustrating to me because I'm trying to write off this character. <laughs> She's with us forever now. <laughs> More so, you're trying to write off this character. Let's be honest. Let's put this chained person at the front <laughs> for all the arrows the most, hit her. It makes the most sense. Take the party. She ain't part of the party yet. Right. She didn't pass Cramwell's uh, initiation. I like to think of her as our Hawkeye, you know? He <laughs> doesn't really matter where he is until he's gone. And then you're gonna wonder where he is till then. <laughs> so, uh, am I in the pit still or not? Did I get out? You're Last at the very edge, so you're not being affected by the negative terrain. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, the <laughs> now, how far away is it from me, the monster thing? I would say maybe around 35 feet. Oh, Jesus. Alright, fine. Uh, I guess I'll just stick with the witch bolt. Yeah, just roll your d12. Big money! Oh, that's a two money. <laughs> the money's not that big. I'm helping! <laughs> uh, now it's the antlines' turn. We have Cranball and it's uh, directly in front of it. And the Shadowhound. And the Shadowhound. Uh, so what it's going to do is it's going to use action to burrow deeper. Uh, the hole widens no, by not. 15 feet, so quite suddenly sinks deeper into the earth itself, and uh, I need con saves from Shadowhound, Itza, and Cramwell. It could be a 17. 14. You guys are actually all okay. You weren't pulled into its massive moths. Even Itza. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I keep trying to write this character off. It's uh, some plot armor. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Cramble, you're still adjacent to the antlion. Uh, the hole just widened, and it's now a little bit darker <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> what do you do? I'm in the I'm gonna use my master torch to light an arrow. <laughs> okay. Well, that's an action. All right, whose turn is it? <laughs> is that an action? If it's an action, I'm gonna light a handful of arrows. <laughs> <laughs> a fistful, you got Wolverine claws of arrows. I'll let you. I'll let. Considering there's not really precedent set, I'll let you use your bonus action for the Master Torch lighting arrow. <laughs> but only one. Okay, now I'm gonna shoot one into his mouth. Oh no! What if he chilly prongs? You're like a negative for being directly adjacent. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to, you could apply cover to the target, which is either probably just a plus two to AC. Okay. <laughs> Clark, why do you want this thing to live? Uh, I, I want, okay, so I want be, your t- challenges to be challenging. That's gonna be a seven. To attack? Sorry, to... a 17. Uh, <laughs> it's an 11. I'm gonna add plus six. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just stupid. It's gonna be a seven. A seven? A 7D? <laughs> it's gonna be, uh. Five damage. Oh, but I'm gonna use my, uh, one poison damage, one D8 poison damage on that arrow, too. So it's a flaming poison arrow. <laughs> the flames don't burn off the poison. That's gonna be another eight. So that's gonna be uh, once the poison is gasoline. Thirteen. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, you see the fire is particularly effective against this creature as soon as it's hit with your flaming arrow. Flaming poison arrow. The fire is effective, you goopus. Is the poison effective? No. No. I <laughs> take off the D8 then? Yes. Okay, well it's gonna be five damage. Yes, it will. Uh, <laughs> but it seems to be particularly effective with fire, despite this thing being an arid climate, does not seem to like it very much. Um, and that is uh, your turn, Cramwell. Uh, you know what? Whatever, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you order is Shadow Soul from the Ether 3. Alright, Shadow Soul from the Ether 3 is going to attack with advantage. Shadow Soul from the Ether. Uh, 21 to hit. Hits. 10 damage. And it needs to make a DC 13 strength save or be knocked prone, or it's probably immune to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it can go Yeah, prone. it can. Um, so, how many, much damage do you say? 10. 10 damage. Well, how so does this doggo beat up this fucking bug man to death? He <laughs> chomps on one of the mandibles and pulls it off. Nice. <laughs> Uh, blood, green blood and ichor and acid start spewing Get forth in the interior of this creature <laughs> as it makes a horrible gurgling sound and dies. Yeah. Well, that was easy. No one got hurt. Well, we're still in an acid <laughs> pit right now. <laughs> yeah. The following happens as, as the antline dies, the uh, soil around you begins to settle and actually move upward, pushing the corpse as the, the desert magically retains its shape. Um, but the corpse of this antlion is pushed outwards, as well as looks like several sets of bones not Ooh. belonging to any of you. Some bones, some bones. Yeah, wait, I checked my body to make sure I didn't lose any. Yo, resurrect those corpses. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, how you know necromancy? Corpses at this point. <laughs> Do you have a PHB? How long does how long does raised dead last or... I think it lasts like a long time. I think twenty it's million like years. Twenty four hours or something. <laughs> okay. Or maybe it's eight. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it's twenty four hours. I shouldn't have just dis- disintegrated Womp Womp. Oh, my bad. <laughs> No, we could have saved him. No, you couldn't have. He was dead. (laughs) Who died? There's a bunch of... Well, Womp Womp did die, but... Yes. There's a bunch of bones from the (laughs) Sarlacc pit. There is Detritus, the corpse of this dead creature sitting there. One of them's named Detritus? Sure. (laughs) Detritus? Detroit. What an unfortunate guy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So you just continue on? We have a wedding to get to! Well, I actually go up to uh, Itza. See, now you know what it's like to be a member of this team! (laughs) She gives you a thousand yards there. I've been imprisoned at least three times by this team. (laughs) We all started as prisoners and we made it to friends. Prisoners of our own friendship. Yeah, I remember the beginning of this arc. It was so weird. All you guys were on that uh, horse-drawn carriage to High Hrothgar. <laughs> yeah, if it weren't for that dragon, we would have got guillotined. Yeah, not so caught was... crossing the border, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, guillotine. Yeah. So you're just gonna move forward then? Yo, I heard that you could suck water out of these bones. I think we should look at them. <laughs> They're like cactuses. Roll yeah. me 
A bone sucking dice. A perception check. Like <laughs> luck. See what you can find. Thirteen. Thirteen. You, with your perception check, uh, find there are several canteens amongst this pile of bones, but all of them have been ruptured and are empty. Yeah. Um, oh my god. However, you can tell whatever part of this was seems to be some sort of royalty as they are carrying uh, with them. There's some uh, money amongst them and jewelry uh, as well as tattered regal robes. I will snatch up all that except for the tattered regal robes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to snatch up the tattered regal robes. Uh, Plick Pluck, you get ten platinum pieces. Oh man, rich suckers. Uh, <laughs> uh, Twenty uh, gold coins, gold coins, just like Mario gold coins. Um, and uh, 200 GP worth of jewelry. Uh, Bobby, I'll, can I split those uh, robes with you? Let's pretend to be royalty at <laughs> this wedding. Oh, yeah, well, I already am. <laughs> True. I'm a prince of the West West Empire. West West Empire. Uh, muffins. Uh, your passive, your passive nature is uh, like a 15, 14. Do you have a nature proficiency in the nature check? Let me look. Is anyone on this team? I don't think Bobby does. No, I, mean, I do not. Wait, a proficiency in what? In nature. Uh, no. I actually have negative two nature. Yes. I have plus four. <laughs> but. Um, so, uh, you're, you're standing next to this creature, and from what you can see from this sort of green ichor spewing forth, it's melting the ground beneath it. Yeah. It might be useful to take some of that with you uh, to uh, potentially code weapons or attack people with. Mm. Uh-huh. I t- yeah, I take some antlion blood and shove that in. I don't know, a sandwich baggie. <laughs> you take one of your alchemist kit flasks. <laughs> yeah. And sandwich baggies. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you take off the carrots you had in there. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> healthy snack. <laughs> and uh, you put in, uh, uh, you fill it up with uh, antlion blood as this thing runs dry. Uh, you have roughly a gallon of this stuff. Yeah. Um, Yum. <laughs> And you can see the little flecks of carrots are still floating around in there, too. Oh, I walk up to Cram while mine are illusion it to look like a delicious milkshake. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Cram! Oh. <laughs> yes? I can make you a milkshake. I love milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're moving on to our second point. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume this is a goof. I deal with stuff with a fortune. Yes. Okay. You guessed uh, right. All right. Uh, you continue to move forward uh, through the hot desert sun. Uh, it becomes uh, a little bit closer to dusk as the sun moves closer to the dunes in the distance. The air shimmers around you, and everyone uses a gallon of water. Um, so you're currently out of your gallons. How do you do this? You make more. I use create water. Okay. <laughs> I summon water. Uh, How much water can you summon? This will only work on you because you can constantly replenish it. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I, I'm too good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Muffins is good at one thing and you're taking it away. You have an alchemist jug that can make water that doesn't disappear. 
<laughs> so yeah, but you can use need? your conjuration to make water for yourself, but how it disappears after an hour, so you gotta be constantly drinking it. Yeah, so we pass it around. What's yeah. the water that's in your, your body? body it also around. glows. The natural water. Wouldn't the natural I'm water evaporate of- as well? So then you're limited to ten pounds of water. Also, I'm you'll always cat. have that ten pounds of water, but is ten pounds enough? How many pounds of water is it? Like, like, <laughs> what is that? Uh, the fantasy cat it's body. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm a tiny little cat. For I think one it's thing. A, how much? How much does create water? Create ten gallons. That's okay, so that's water. two for Murdar. Uh, Muffins has his own supply. Uh, it's a take some presumably, and let's say yeah. let's go ahead and a cup. Let's go ahead and <laughs> say one of the, um, the from the pile of bones, one of the gallons was intact, just for her sake, so we could not try and math this too hard. So maybe she has uh, a uh, one of uh, water skin from yeah. the corpses. Roddy um, old. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Run on the inside. Yeah. Run on the inside, clean on the out. Um, water. So you, you burn the spell slot. So burn it. You, you actually have to erase it off your sheet watching you ass. <laughs> but it's a cantrip. And uh, Winston, would you it's like a to, Would you like to know it's not? Would you like to roll me a d12? How much water am I getting? Two gallons for me. Uh, you're getting enough to fill your water skin, which is one, and you can also use one of the extra ones to drink for yourself. Okay. So you guys seem to be fairly okay. And this is leg two now that they're on. This is leg two of day one. Okay. Yeah. And I got a five. You what am I rolling that for? <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, this is what for the random encounter of the day. Oh, yeah. for this random encounter, can I uh, take a restroom break? Uh, you can do it no. if you do it in the corner of the room. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't. Tony's been making some water. <laughs> okay, uh, hold on. Uh, My water skin. You hang up there for just a second. As you guys move to the uh, the next leg of the adventure, and dusk begins to fall, you come upon a lean two. Do you know what a lean two is? It's the sequel to Lean. No. <laughs> in the middle of the I get it? I don't know. Uh, in the middle of the desert, it's a piece of cloth that's put up uh, with two sticks. It's quite shitty. Inside, you see a figure hunched over. Its glowing eyes look at you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Legion of Red Hob Season 4, Episode 1. You fools, you've continued to listen to us this long. <laughs> what have you done with your lives? Your parents are going to be so disappointed in you. You are out of your mind. <laughs> they don't pay us, well, some of them pay us money, but if you're hearing this, you're just getting it for free, you, you, you know. Uh, like a bomb. cheap whore. Oh, oh God. <laughs> no, no, a very whore. unsuccessful whore. Cheap whores still get paid. <laughs> if anything, we're the cheap whores. Yeah, we're you're doing like, it for free. You're like a regular person who has sex for fun. <laughs> you sick fuck. Me. You are making zero profits off of it. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I'm not even having fun. <laughs> Uh, Winston sat here and pretended to be
annoyed by our podcast for an hour setting up Mike said he said Clark broke so I want to thank you for listening all the way through to the third episode of the Legion if ran out I know making 15 hour episodes was a wild idea but we're happy to do it for the fans yeah it's not us editing it instead of like a nice little edible bit it's a 42 ounce steak of podcast you can't eat it all in one it's sitting. The... <laughs> it's for road trips well, or people trapped in prison. You can't eat it all in one sitting. You'll just shit it out pretty soon when you or puke. Either way, people the government needs information from. <laughs> we're we're the number one podcast for astronauts who are trapped in a one way trip to the sun. <laughs> So don't delay, act now, supplies are by, by after listening to us, they're ready to accept their fate. <laughs> it's better this way. <laughs> uh, so we have some shout-outs, as we always do. Ah, thank you, Bobby. Going... Ghost? Paul wrote in. We haven't heard from Paul in a while. Paul is great because he lets us know... Jesus his Christ, thoughts. did you have an essay writing contest? What the fuck <laughs> is going on? You know, I love you because you call us on our bullshit. So, Paul's in mid-season two. Uh, I don't really remember anything he's talking so, so about. Paul's not even going to fucking hear this. That's true. <laughs> By the time he gets here, he's going to be like, oh, fuck. Okay. Unless he just skips to the outros for each episode just to stay updated. Like Sorry Day? Did I get a shout out? Did I get a shout out? Like Sorry Day? Yeah. <laughs> that fucking piece of shit? Yes, Sorry Day. Fuck you. <laughs> Paul wrote in, Hey guys, kind of been a while since I sent one in, but I've been listening a while while traveling for work. Uh, straight to the sun, I assume. So here you go. This is for episodes 15, 16 to 21. Basically when Dragonface summons Zhao from Japan to the courthouse episode. I just fucking why? Why? Why can we not go three episodes without Dragonface causing some minor disaster? That's like a bad thing. I mean, I'm just trying to think of all the shit he pulled since their last meeting with the king, and just, what the fuck? So they find a dragon high out of its mind. It's a high dragon. Just fucking baked. And of course, now is the most obvious time to open the portal to Japan, because why the fuck not? Not like things could go terribly wrong, or a demon could possess a dragon or something this terrible. This is just Tony writing in. I mean, under a false name. You know, we didn't even know there was a demon. Like, Chris just wanted to kill Zhao, his mortal enemy. Yeah, that was all just, that was really just pure DM fuckery. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give him this thing so I can kill him later. <laughs> Dragonface could literally find a few dozen criminals willing to help him kill Zhao that he could hire. It's not hard, but no, let's have the high dragon eat him. Instead, now there's a bunch of civilians, a high-leveled Zhao, and the king hunting down an Oni dragon. I guess the only consolation is there's only the one Oni? As for the rest of the group, why did you turn your backs on Zhao like that? Don't your turn your backs on a powerful NPC when your goal is to kill the god king of an entire island who's lived for centuries, apparently? You assholes. You assholes? Also, I don't really remember that. Yeah, we did. Uh, we turned our back on Zal. That doesn't sound like me. Uh, it was Tony, and uh, Zal was like, oh, help my family. And Tony was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no. Figure out yourself, well, let's basically. Be, let's be frank. Yeah. It was a group. Uh, it was a group no. He's right. <laughs> No one, no you one raised frank. a finger to help Bobby. out Zhao and his displaced refugees from Japan. All we fucking do is help out Zhao. <laughs> when do we get a little help back? Is my question. <laughs> Maybe in the season finale. I don't remember. Paul continues. 
Then there's some plot, which I'll get to later, and I am super motivated in the concept of rebuilding an old fort and hopefully having some massive siege battle. <laughs> that was very... Though so I was very, very, very worried about them asking to have their murder hobo squad help them get more money. And I was right! <laughs> Look at what happened! Now there's a whole family of dragon parts assholes! This is literally a sign of the apocalypse! It was all caps, so Bobby's such right. Passion. Going back to the serious parts of the story, I am delighted in all the other characters in the Rebellion, especially King Dowd. His friendship with Sibo is delightful. As for the rest of the Rebellion, thank goodness somebody... Someone is actually trying to take things seriously and bring the king down. Though I highly doubt uh, it's going to be as... Easy. uh, As easy as keeping Evelyn alive. Even if the king is feeding on his children, I have no doubt contingencies in place. Unless this situation is he has to feed on her the day she turns 25 or he dies. I love that. But that this seems guy. too easy. And I'll say what? what the fuck happens in this podcast? Maybe I should go listen to it. Yeah, if, if Paul does come forward and to listen to this, he's going to be like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I love this guy because he's trying to figure out like the same stuff we are, except he thinks that we are like competent. Yeah, like, he thinks we're really building something. To come to find out at the end, we're just as confused as he is. I think I Chris, think most of the like confusion just his... comes from the not meow meow. So, meow 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 meow. Yes. Uh, I'll read the next part, which brings me to my single favorite episode ever. Thank you. See, this is my favorite, too. The court case. Bum, bum. Let's break this oh, down in detail. Can, so I, can I just face do a get arrested, quick which is long overdue. No. Okay. Just which side? Aside, left side or right the side? The court case was the biggest piece of shit to edit in all the history of podcasts. Yeah, you redid it so your your lines all sounded cooler. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I redid it because I, the mic was pointed towards you guys, our Yeti microphone, and we never switched it from single direction to <laughs> omnidirection. So I had to... Notice Clark says we. <laughs> like we would know how. Is this the royal we? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. But that was... That was the... <laughs> another half and that took me like... Wee? That took me like a solid... 16 hours to edit, so I'm glad the you liked it, Colin Chris. You liked like it. Paul. So stupid. <laughs> I only play Mario Galaxy on the finest instruments. Well, she wasn't even allowed to keep it. They, when they took it in, uh, never mind. Go Wait, go look real? it up online. Yeah, this What? This family uh, family game wanted to get some free press, so they made a solid gold Wii and sent it to the queen. Uh, I don't want to steal another creator's work, and I frankly, I don't remember what creator it is, so just look up the queen's golden Wii. It's a uh, kind of interesting story. Okay. I think it's people make games, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, I want to watch that, but I also want to continue with this. Uh, good segue. Good segue. So Lenny and Dragonface <laughs> get arrested, which is long overdue, not really, uh, for their reckless, destructive tendencies. Wh- what? Name one. And the immediate action is to throw their comrades under the bus. Well, for the record, Rosetta was equally, if not more, as guilty. <laughs> that and is Simo an opinion. Say, 
Guilty by association. Uh, fair enough, the bold asshole. I love him. Is that actually helps him get arrested? Yeah, because he's fucking guilty too. Re- remember Jojin guy? Well, you'll get there. Uh, and then Sibo is asked to be the lawyer. For a second, I was like, oh, this is a dude. Can you slow down? But you gotta, there's a lot of words. People aren't reading this along with you. <laughs> but then realized it didn't matter once they got contacted once they contacted the king his word is law here so nothing matters like our podcast though i do love that they contacted Truthbreaker and his reaction because if there's one thing this episode is cemented it's that the group is no fucking friends at all what <laughs> what since when uh and how could they they murder and betray everyone they meet then that fucker shows up to court cases to watch the shit storm that is about to happen Amazing, I think Sibo may be a genius since his arguments of insanity is the only thing that it's ever had a chance of working. <laughs> like, it's a big if, but it's got some possibility of working. I honestly think Lenny wants to die. Like, you antagonize the king in public. He can literally tear you. You're thrown out. Oh, no one would even blink. You stupid asshole. I just... <laughs> it's a new stupid asshole. I just... Look, if they die, they totally deserve it more. <laughs> He like he hates all our characters. He's Clark. This is Clark. <laughs> he he hates all of our characters. We said it was, we said it was Tony, right? It's definitely Tony. It's Tony and Clark's like love child. Yes, Simo's oh. a genius. The rest of you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> he hates me and Winston a lot. Why do you listen to the show, Paul? Why do you listen to the show? It ain't for Simo. Uh, the Toma Truth fantastic it. device. I will. Uh, I want ten billion. Uh, poor Jim the Cabold. Poor poor Jim. The rest of the trial is just stupid. <laughs> now, right now, it's not Clark because he's uh, saying Clark's blood sucks. <laughs> Every single part of it was insane. Side note: I love Count Ish's death face. Now that's a fucking villain. The name, the voice, the panache, panache, the pancake, the aesthetic. the aesthetic. Gotta love it. But the best part was when Sergio was called to the stand. That was my favorite too. Like, what the fuck? And then apparently it worked. What did you fuckers roll? <laughs> Ten. Yeah, you might be wondering what we rolled. I don't know. It was like three years ago. Don't worry about that, dog. Uh, we got two more reviews. Yeah. We I'll hit, take it. We hit 50 reviews, y'all. That's more reviews than we have episodes. And we're going to read those reviews next week on the Legion of Red Ob. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, oh, yes, yes, sweet freedom. <laughs> no more dungeon for Editor Clark. Editor Clark, are you done yet? Our listeners are waiting on season four, and you know you can't get your daily potato until you finish. Oh, dang it. Ugh, looks like I'll have to start paying someone now. Man, and I was going to use that Patreon money on a jet ski. Hi, I'm Dylan Bemisterfer, and I'm going to be the new editor for the Legion of Renab podcast. I don't know what Editor Clark was upset about. This is honestly one of the top three nicest dungeons I've ever been in. I was told I could plug some of my pluggables I work on, so here I go. If you're interested in a weekly nerdy news podcast, you can listen to Casually Nerdy, a show I co-host with my good friend Gabe. It's wherever you listen to podcasts. And I edit my wife's fantastic daily short-form true crime podcast. And here's the promo for it. Ever wonder what terrible thing happened on this day in history? My name is Karina Bemisterfer, writer and host of Morning Cup of Murder. Murder. 
your daily short-form true crime podcast that tells you all about rampage killers, sudden spree murders, famous serial killers, and new cases to explore each and every day. Morning Cup of Murder is the perfect addition to your morning routine. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and find the show on social media at Morning Cup of Murder. And remember, stay safe. Well, that about does it for me. Thanks, you guys, for letting me edit the show, but I'm going to come back up now. Guys? Oh, no.